Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slap, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Uh, well, I would like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information in an Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning, 7 a.m., 9 a.m. A lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Our special guest this morning, in this 7 o'clock hour, our special guest is Dr. Dravis Edwards. He'll be with us in just a moment. And in 8 o'clock hour, as always, the barrister himself, uh, Brother Attorney Malcolm Robinson will be getting to those as the show goes and things are going. We are waiting on uh, Dr. Edwards' call and we might have gotten it earlier and didn't take it. I don't know. But we're waiting on this call for Dr. D.G. Edwards. All right. Want to get him on the air as soon as possible. As soon as possible, get him on the air. Yeah, just things that are happening, things that are going on. And, uh, you know, we, we we don't have time for buffoonery, you know, and mess, all of that. That's all some people know is, is to talk crazy. No, this is precious time that as much as we can do for ourselves. We need to do it. And it's all right to express some things. But some things are just downright ridiculous. That's all. Just downright stupid. And uh, it's just, it's tough. It's tough, but uh, can't get us down. All right. And you can reach me at 972 647 1893. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Yes, we'll be taking your calls. What you want to talk about, what you have to say. On a early Saturday morning, you might want to talk about certain things. I'll have an open line until we get Dr. Edwards on the line. I'll have an open line, and I love to hear what you talk about. I, I usually I come on and present five or six things, and uh, y'all comment on those. But let me hear you, because I know it has to be something on the minds of you listeners. There's something on your mind, and you might want to air it out and hear what other people think about it, whatever it is. Might be questions you want me to answer. Whatever it might be, you can make that call right now at 972-647-1893. You can make that call right now and uh, get on the air because I know as much as going on in this world, wow, you got to have something on your mind. When we get black mothers killing their children, killing three of their five children, it's something gone on in this world. When we got a nation, when we have a nation that's that's uh, ready to go to war, 
sorry, I didn't share it. It's been our tax dollars, but that's not the main thing. Our lives. The lives of Americans. For people who would not pay for their part in NATO. We, it's, it's tough like that. It's tough when we won't, when they won't. Want to pay, but want to make us pay with lives, with blood. Oh, yes, want to make us pay. Yeah, catch the lines, and they all, they're lighting up, catch the lines. Yes, all right, all right. Catch those lines, and we we'll take those callers of others. We are stalling right now, and we want to hear what you have to say, and take it very seriously. Oh yes, I take every caller serious. I don't take no caller that that's frivolous. No, unless it's um, just something people want to hear themselves. That's all. Well, you know, you know how they go, but most of you, I have the best audience in Dallas. I have by far, and I've had it for years. I have a great audience. I'm a great audience. I have a loyal audience. I just love it. Yes. All right, who do we have on the lines there? Malcolm? All right. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking about the <laughs> barrister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Good morning, yeah. and uh, we have uh, George on uh, line one. George? Yes. All right, bring George on. All right? Yes. Good yes. morning, George. This is George Castro. I wanted to invite the community next Friday to uh, New Morning Star Missionary Baptist Church mm-hmm. for the topper program to honor Reverend Walter Bookman. Mm-hmm. Where yes. they're doing a topper for him in the 1900 block of Denison. Yeah. the pastor of New Morning Star Missionary Baptist Church. I knew him very well. Very well. I knew... Uh, yes, sir. When we were fighting to save the housing projects uh, in West yes, Dallas. Yes, uh, we had uh, Ralph Abernathy to speak at his church. New Morning Star, wasn't he? And uh, right across the street, Matt and Ash lived. Oh, yeah, I'm very yes. familiar with him. Yes. Okay. Yes, Again, you said that's next Saturday morning? Next Friday morning. Next Friday morning. What time? At 10 a.m. 10 a.m. In front of the church. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. 1932, Dennis, and I appreciate you uh, supporting our endeavors here. All right. And, and say, uh, what is it about again? This is uh, to honor Reverend Walter Bookman mm-hmm. with a street topper sign mm-hmm. on the 1900 block of Denison. Okay. All right. And our council member, Omar Narvarez, will uh, present the, the, the plate. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you yes, for sir. that information. Yes, sir. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, Charlie's on the line uh, two. Charlie? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Charlie. Hello? Is Charlie gone? He's here. Hello? He's still, he's still on. Good morning, Charlie. 
I know you. Okay. Yeah, he uh, said she was on speaker and she had some issues, uh, you know, some uh, connection issues. So maybe he can call us back. I can usually always hear breathing. I don't even hear. It's a woman. Uh, it's a man. It's a man. Good morning, Charlie. Ah. Well. Can you hear something? Yeah, I mean, I heard something. All right, I guess. Charlie's not ready to speak to us. Okay, we have another call. Uh, bring on, bring on line one. Go, go, go back to one. Let's see what it is. Good morning. You're on K-O-N. K-N-O-N. Hello? Hello? Go right here. Okay. How you doing, everybody? Fine. How are you? All right. I want to talk about uh, this uh, social engineering. You see what's going on now. Is the third reconstruction happening in America? Whereas you're seeing the four Connors and all the governors of the past be being created with Albert and I mean uh, and uh, Santos. Mm -hmm. And so what you have now is the young people think things are going to go well because technology and now these guys have have uh, tore up the, uh, the courts and they mm -hmm. can tore the courts for the next 50 years and the reality is this people you know more than I do because you, you've been here longer than I have I've been here for two years how long? they're getting ready, they, they're getting ready to, to, to do what they couldn't do in the 60s and we have a whole lot of adults who are in politics and mayors and councilmen who are black. Mm -hmm. They ain't saying nothing. They quiet. It's like life is just going on and they get ready to take this country back and watch everybody gonna start marching. Why are you marching now when you didn't want to vote? When you didn't want to okay. when you didn't want to do your voice speak against them uh, taking over the curriculum. Let's go at TEA. Yeah. We got a lot of cowards who are in power positions, and, and they, they're elected, and they're placed there by people who we think we trust. Well, now, who put these people in office? Everybody, people who didn't vote. Hmm? People who didn't vote, who, who sat on the sidelines and let somebody have enough numbers. People who didn't vote? Yeah. Well, it still took somebody to vote for them, too, didn't it? True, fact. Well, who should we blame in this situation? Uh, that, that is without question. Ignorance is always there, and naivety. Oh. Well, I mean, this is something we can ill afford. See, we do things we can ill afford and naivety or whatever we want to call it, lethargic apathy, apathy and all of these words we can use to describe downright sorry, laziness, and uh, non-concern. We can, yes. we, we can use a lot of words, but still, we uh, talk about these politicians, yeah. but we go right down the street and vote for them. Uh, you know, they, have, they, they get ready to attack um, affirmative action. Yeah. They get ready they, they, they get ready to attack DEI and corporate America where all these black professionals work. 
all these back pressures make a hundred dollars six figures, six figures income, they can really take that. Because white people are saying this, you know what? We didn't have babies. We we not we lose jobs to minorities, Asians, black and Hispanic. And you know what we gonna do? What? We're gonna bring Jim Crow or Jim Crane uh Jim Crow back and we're gonna put on steroids. And guess what? They can't blame uh us only because guess what? They were complicit because you know what they did? They stepped by and said nothing. Well now why were you last week? Uh, when we were on there. Everybody, I probably get a, a, my son uh, uh, pregnant. <laughs> okay, you you were you were not listening. I talked about no, it last no. week, and I guaranteed everyone out there said was saying they don't remember. I told them about their governor who put forth these things uh, that they don't want three things that would negate our civil rights. Yes. Yes. I mean, all the way. Well, we yeah. need, say we don't need this anymore. We've gone past this. No, we haven't. We still have not gone past discrimination. He's trying to no. put those laws on the books, uh, take them off the books, where we have no protection, can't file suit against anybody for anything that they do you wrong or uh, fire you for no reason or for your race. All of that is coming. And I put it yeah. out there last week. Guess how many callers I got on it? How many? None. None. No. They talk about everything else, but no, they, they, they wouldn't touch that. We were to have a state representative on last week to uh, discuss it. That state representative didn't, didn't show up. Yes, huh? Remember, uh, University of Texas A&M, UT Austin, uh, no, Austin system, UT uh, Austin system, and University of Houston already mm-hmm. said they getting rid of. Now guess what? These guys have got to go somewhere. These guys have got to go so, so so that's what I'm saying. We, this is all the entertainers that we got in the area. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. They live in our community. They ain't saying one word, but you know what? That man hit that, that school district like, like he's trying to do, get these bouncers done. Mm-hmm. You, you're talking about you losing people now. When they get their bouncers system passed and people pay, mm-hmm. I already paid for privacy myself. Yeah, but I'll be I'll be dumb not to take that money if they if they give me a voucher to pay half my son's tuition. That, that's well, stuff on, on 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 black educators. You know, you know what they're doing? What's that? They are taking. They are living a middle class lifestyle off taxpayer money, and 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 being silent in the sense that this. As long as I got a job, I ain't gonna say nothing. But but when that man Albert I'm an Abbott attacked the school system. He, when he do it hard, grandma, they're going to call you every day. They're going to call every senator. They're going to call everybody. It's March. No. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to march. You didn't want to say nothing when it was happening. Because guess what? Now that you got, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell my teachers per se, but them other auxiliary jobs, like, you know, those, those coaches and they're making $100,000, helping other teachers, they're going to be the one crying because at the end of the day, that's what they're coming for. Yeah. So for that money. Well, well, well. Are they standing up? Are these coaches standing up? No. They gonna speak out? No. No. They gonna fight? Are they gonna fight this? I want others to fight for them. 
It ain't going to happen this time. I can tell you. I can tell you the mood of America, the mood of black America. I know it like a book. Yeah. I know it. Exactly. They're not going to fight for other folk because they've done that before and fought for the exactly. black professional. And the black professional won't, won't fight for themselves. All they do is turn around and turn their nose up toward other people who doesn't, uh, not in their field. No, it's not going to happen this time. It's coming. It, it's it's coming. Believe me. Yes. All right, I thank you for your call. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre, before you bring him on? Uh, Leon is on the line, too. That's Leon? Yes. All right. All right. Leon, you there? Uh, hello, Dr. I'm uh, We're glad you're feeling great. Uh, yes. I want to keep going with that diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, conversation that you just uh, started off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, UNT uh, is joining that uh, that list of uh, organizations that uh, don't want are not going to uh, have those uh, guidelines. In other and, words, uh, they won't have any openings for certain people, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's that's. Uh, a state's rights way mm -hmm. of uh, usurping uh, federal uh, segregation and non-discrimination laws. Yeah. And, uh, well, know, just uh, say like it, tell it like it. That's a way of getting blacks out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all that's, it that's, is. That's just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's going to disproportionately affect African Americans. That's right. And, and uh, as you, as you, as you, uh, I call him uh, Hot Wheels. Mm -hmm. He's one of those. Uh, uh, he's an instigator, and he's a Trump wannabe, and part of the the culture that says that we're going to roll the clock back. Well, to, he's he's a modern day George Wallace, man. It's, okay, okay. He's just like Bill Boy, H. Ross Burnett. All he's just like him. Mm -hmm. In the modern day and time, and they're catching us off guard because we got too many people believe they've got it made and not going to speak out or speak up about what's happening in America. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. They've, they've, uh, bought, they've bought, sold out into the system, and now, and they don't want to face the reality that uh, things have changed, and Trump ushered in a new era mm -hmm. of trying to roll back. All this progress. Oh, yeah. He, he gave them all courage enough to get bold and speak their minds. This is what, why they love him so, because he let them speak their minds. They've been harboring that hatred and bitterness in them all those years. And Trump said, now, speak out. I'm with you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm up against the short break, and I'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Steve uh, is on uh, line one. Steve? Yes. All righty. Come on, Steve. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Reverend Barnett. Yes. Reverend Barnett, you, you hit the nail all the way on the head of what that hammer. 
You know, you spot on. No, thank you. We've arrived. As black folks, we've arrived. And so, you know, everything is okay. We don't speak out. Mm-hmm. These organizations, from sorority to the NAACP, they have a banquet function. Mm-hmm. We've had to lie. Mm-hmm. We're going to find ourselves back in 55. Well, that, that could, now you really hit a good one right there. You hit a good one there. We're going to find ourselves the way it was back in 55 because our young people believe, and many of them think, that's the way the way it is now. It's always been that way. No, 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 no. They don't realize how far we come from that day and time. You got to do some stupid old people trying to tell them that. The same thing. No. See, what we're doing is burning bridges behind us. We're burning bridges behind us. Even if we want to go back, we can't can't cross that river, that that bridge that we came over on because we didn't see about the bridge to make sure it would always be standing for us. And these are the things that are happening to us right now. I was. Uh, we had a caller last week calling in. Why don't the, why don't uh, the young people listen to this show? Well, uh, I knew that wasn't nothing but a bunch of mess. Young people don't have a talk show nowhere in America. Not only in Dallas. They because they are unaware for the most part. There are few uh, open minded. That's that's intelligent enough to really grasp what's going on. There are very few, very few, but it don't happen here in America. That is absolutely right. And yeah. another group that needs to wake wake up is black women. You better wake up. Oh yes, he he act like he love you right now, but will you wait till they get where they want. We get the toehold they want. You're going back to where you once was. I've seen it's playing. This play is playing itself, gonna play itself all over again. Watch, over, watch what I tell you. We we like a hamster on the wheel, mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. So these people who are okay, they're first. Okay, so you know you first, but what you don't realize, the only reason you first is because back in. In 1920s and the 30s, they wouldn't allow nobody to be first. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're the only one that's intelligent. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't think that your intelligence caused you to get that job. Mm-hmm. No. It wasn't your intelligence. It was somebody speaking out and standing up. Yeah. You're a sharp man. You're a sharp man. You're very observant of really what's going on and knowledgeable of history. Then you can tell what's really happening here in America. And we have a group of people in our community. We have two groups, young people and women. They need to wake up and see what's going on. Because you're where you are now because of the hard work and labor and giving their lives of black men. We've done that. Yeah. Sacrifice. 
Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. They wasn't thinking about, you know, okay, I'm going I'm to get my car and I'm going to get my house. And I ain't, they wasn't doing that back in the 55, 65. They yeah. wasn't doing that. No. They got materialistic. They got materialistic. Yeah. It's about me, 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 me. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, black women need to wake up. Teach your children. Everybody. Everybody need to wake up. Teach your grandchildren. Teach them about mm-hmm. what's really going on. All and right? What's really yeah. valuable in life. But you know what? We, we, we wait till the game is almost over before uh, be, before things get started. You know, we wait till the game is all over to start wanting to coach. You know when that is, when the game is almost over? It's when your, your, your son is to go out and go down the street and see his buddies and everything, and you're so scared, you're scared to death. You're not scared of some gang or nothing. Most people are afraid of the police. Go kill their children. See, we shouldn't be in this situation. Had we been teaching from the very beginning, we wouldn't be in this situation. No, we wouldn't. Yes. I thank you for your call. All right. Mm-hmm. line Who are we going with, Pierre? Bring, bring on four. You can bring four on if you want. Yeah. Okay. So we have a David on line two. David? Okay. Yes. All right. Good morning, David. Yeah, good morning, Reverend. Uh, uh-huh. Greetings from California. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, I was paying attention to that big uh, pollution uh, incident up in Pennsylvania, or excuse me, in Ohio. Uh-huh. Do I hear right that they're trying to haul all of that poison dirt down to Houston? Well, it's a little town outside of Houston, but you can might as well say Houston. And Houston yeah. is so large, uh, the city, just city limits is 600 miles square. And, but that doesn't count the real, the whole Gentile, uh, you know, general area. Of right. This, yeah. Well, the the politics, uh, you know, you would think that a Houston, uh, you know, the Houston political system would uh, rise up and say, hell no. And uh, I was, uh, I don't know if you caught on C-SPAN the other day, they had a hearing, uh, I think it was a Senate inquiry into that spill, uh, the railroad derailment and spill, and uh, when the the owner of the company, or the uh, president and CEO of the company, uh, started, uh, he, there were some questions about where is all this uh, hazardous waste going, uh, he said, well, we don't know. Now, you know, any civilized uh, country would know exactly where pollution is going. They wouldn't pretend that it was, uh, well, just it's going to go up like a ghost in, in vapor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the whole idea of pollution is it needs to be put away safely. And, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, I, I understand it's Harris County as, as opposed, is it Houston uh, Houston proper or it's a small town? No, it's not Houston proper. It's a little small town. But this is something the state legislators ought to be dealing with also. And the, uh, the government of this small town that it's in, that they plan to put it, they ought to be raising the sand. And yes, Houston uh, government officials ought to stay awake because it, if something happened, it's going to bite all of them. Yeah, I mean, everybody's gonna get hit with this thing. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Get it into the water table. You can yeah. get it in. And and the other thing that showed up in this hearing was how cheap this company is. Uh, if you remember, in the very beginning of the accident, they uh, I hardly call it an accident because it was negligence proper. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they they offered that town at first. They offered it a total of twenty five thousand dollars. And then, and then they were offering each person that had to go to get a hotel, they offered them $1,000 checks. But if you signed that check, then you were never going to be able to sue that company again. Oh, and, God. Yeah, and so I'm just wondering, you know, the small town that uh, has taken this waste. Well, th- during that hearing, uh, the, the CEO said, well, we budgeted $21 million. Well. I have people in Houston that listen to me. I have a lot of people in Houston listening. Uh, y'all call us and give us the name of this town and the distance is from the city limits of Houston. I know it's not in the city limits, but it's in that general population. That yeah, general well, 21, $21 million for the total thing means <laughs> that somebody is, you know, the small town, maybe they're being offered $50,000 to take it when it's going to cost them a it's know, cost them, million. It could cost them everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to become a ghost town because right. nobody's going to ever want to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God knows what kind of stench it's going to create and cancer clusters and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So the the company is still trying to do everything on the cheap. Right. And one of, one of the questions that came up was, uh, you uh, you know, the, the one of the senators asked the, the CEO, mm-hmm. did you really spend $67 million to try to get these regulations uh, uh, torn apart, you know, so that you could run dirty, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous trains? And he said, yeah. And uh, so for them to want to spend $21 million, that's one-third of, uh, of how much they spent to make trains more dangerous. And so they... Uh, well, now, who are they paying this money to? Uh, well, the lobbyists. You know, paying, uh, you know, senators a bribe and campaign contributions and all yeah. that sort of junk. Somebody, and, get, uh, yeah, somebody getting paid to oh, yeah, put yeah, these but, cities at risk like this. Now, that, right. that town there in Ohio, uh, that thing is, uh, those people there are terrified because they don't know if they're drinking water or their bath water or whatever it might be, might be contaminated and give them cancer. They just, they just don't know. They don't even right. know if they can live in that town. Well, so. it's, it, apparently the... the uh the drinking water comes from an aquifer some miles north of it, and it's their drinking water is not the problem. It's what's their garden. The the poisonous ashes landed all over their yards. Uh, you know the doorknobs. You know, I mean, yeah. any kind of any kind of uh, you know the poisonous smoke got anywhere. Now, and I, so I just know, realized I just got the information that uh, I've been through this town. I know where it is. I didn't know that was it. Deer Park. Deer Park, Texas. All right. Uh And uh, I've been there. I've been there. And uh, we went down there one summer. The kids were were running track down there. We we went down to Deer Park. That's not no, uh, that ain't no small town. It's got a lot of people there. And that's just uh, a bit much 
what's about to happen there. See, you already have Houston as questionable. You have all those refineries out there in Pasadena and the different other, other parts of, of Houston and all that is when, and to add more problems there, yeah, you, they they need to they need to get on the stick down there in Houston, really. Oh, they See always that? have. I, when I was down there back in the 1970s, I made the mistake of trying to walk the Houston Ship Channel, uh-huh. and the wind all of a sudden shifted, and I thought I was going to die in the gaseous smoke. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it is foul down there, and, and mm-hmm. they've always pretended to be tough guys that can survive pollution. Yeah, well, that's, you know, they, how moronic is that? Yeah, Deer Park is going, 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 going toward, you know, Texas City. You familiar with down there? Uh, Texas City. Through there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Armist, all that's lined up in one oil field, refineries and everything to another, all going down that channel toward Galveston. So uh, this could be terrible. But I, I've got to I, I got to move on to another caller, and I thank you for your call. Is Deer Park on the ship channel? Is, is Deer Park on the ship channel? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not so far from it. Yeah, all right. Their buddies will let them do it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yeah, well, they're fighting a lot of money. Believe no, me. They're fighting a lot of money. All right. Thank you. Hey, well, take care. Stay mm-hmm. safe. Sure thing. All righty. Bring me up number four. Bring me, bring me, bring me. All right. So we have the doctor, uh, 9-4. All right. All right. Dr. Edwards? Doc? Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you doing this morning? Uh, just getting off of work. Worked last night. All right. And, uh, okay. Uh, I uh, wanted Thank you for really helping us work with our, get our uh, health care going over in, in, uh, in Southern Dallas there and, mm-hmm. and, and Auburn and Marseilles. Really, really appreciate all you've done. Yeah, but you're Can doing a phenomenal job over there. I knew it would take off and maybe a little slow and build up. But no, it took off. You've gotten a lot of a lot of patience over there, but uh, is you're having some problems somewhere? What, what what are the problems you're having? Yeah, well, with uh, we've got the same problem we had 20 years ago with Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Uh, you know, we've been been open uh, another couple of months to be a year, and uh, they have not paid one single claim the entire year. Uh, huh? And uh, not one claim. Uh, you waited on all these uh, these people with Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they haven't paid for anybody. Not one claim. Not one red cent. Yeah, and so um, I want to, you know, sit down with you and, and uh, you know see what we, if we, you know, we, it's 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 that's uh that's just that's barbaric, man. That's, that's atrocious. You know, to, for people to, to to work and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I wanted to kind of get with you, but I think that uh, the we're going to have to have our community to get behind us. If that's, if, mm-hmm. You know, I, I see it as a community uh, project and something that the, 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 the community needs. And so we're going to need community to get behind us 
but I don't believe in working and not getting paid. I don't, I don't believe in getting paid and not working either. But uh, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, they did this to us, you know, 20 years ago and mm-hmm. denied all of our clients and didn't pay us. And, and they did this to now, I guess it's the same, you know, same group that's, that's doing the same thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to, uh, we need to, you know, for me, I'm you know 72 years old. I don't I don't have time to play those kind of games. I know uh, that's right. If I work. I want to. Yeah, I want to. You know, you got to pay staff. You got to get equipment. You got to mm-hmm. get supplies. You know, and and we uh, probably do shield. Uh, is uh, you know they they, they mm-hmm. double down again and basically this supposed to be my punishment. I guess I don't really know, but I'm not. You know. Uh, I can't really say what I want to say, but uh, I want to get with you, and I want the people to know in the community that I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. It's just been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't, you can't, you can't run a business like the one that I've got, and you know, don't get, you know, don't get paid. So no, this is you know, that, they owe me, owe me a hundred and three thousand dollars, and have to pay one red penny. Now, this, this, this is ridiculous. Now, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, is it? Somebody there that has it in for you, or uh, what's going on? Why won't they, they pay you your money? Well, I don't, I don't, they won't even return the call. You know, normally with an insurance company, if you submit a bill or a claim, mm-hmm. they'll, you'll get a response back saying that you either got paid or here's the reason you didn't get paid. They don't even respond. They act like, the, I mean, they're acting as though I don't even exist. Where is their headquarters? Huh? Where's the headquarters of the Blue Cross Blue Shield? It's, it's here in Dallas. Here in Dallas? Here in Dallas, yes. Have, uh, have you been out there? Or wherever it is, it's probably out here in North Dallas somewhere. Might be yeah. sitting next door to it, don't know it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, now, I, now, I haven't been, you know, I've been... You know, I know that, you know, a lot of times take credentialing takes a little while, you know, four or five months sometimes. But everybody else pretty much, you know, a family including Medicaid, you know, and they're not a big pair. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but you know, if if they deny a claim they'll send you a reason why you they don't even respond. They don't when we submit a claim they don't even respond. Well so, yeah, it's just a it's a personal thing. You pick a time, I I go out there. We, we 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 need to go out there and talk to them wherever they are. You have to show up in person sometimes. Sometimes the phone and computers don't get. It. Yeah. I yeah, tell you so what, we we up against a short break. Just hang on, hang on the line. Up against a short break. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, we're back. And you're back on the air. You're on the air with Dr. Dravis Edwards. And uh, Dr. Edwards, uh, you, you, and I know you, you don't turn any patients down. You don't turn any patients. No. no you don't turn them no. down. You go wait on them. But you can't stay in business when uh, big insurance companies like uh, like this 
won't won't pay off. Won't pay you. It, it, it's something something definitely wrong. What kind what kind of situation is this? Is this a racial situation? Is this a a, a, a situation where as they don't want to pay doctors in certain areas? We got a lot of we got a lot of stuff on the line. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, I don't. No, this this for me the, uh, from you know what we had before. Uh, this is just personal. They just want to, you know, uh, the 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 establishment. Uh, you know, they, that's a big business. And so what we've done is come in and set a a uh, a a, uh, a business up that people in the community don't have to run around and they can get, they can come and be treated right there in the community. And so, you know, I'm supposed to be, I guess, the outcast and they mm-hmm. show me how they, uh, you know, that I'm not, uh, you know, important. Uh, but uh, we, you know, the, the ignoramus is not a whole lot you can, can when people are racist, when people mm-hmm. are, are big, it's, it's, it's not a whole lot because they don't, it's, it's not a, you don't have a good basis for for being a bigot, I mean, you don't, you didn't have any any control over what color you were going to be. They didn't have any control over what color they were going to be, but they used that against us. And so uh, that's kind of, you know, they just they want to see that business closed. And uh, so we we we've got to do what we need. You to think to it's make sure. because you were so successful from Jump Street? You get, you, yeah. you got off. You you got off to a good start. Running and rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I uh, tell you what. Let, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you later on, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we, we'll eat uh, they have some coffee or something like that. Yeah, I think. Well, see, we got some people who want to talk to you. Uh, okay. Uh, bring me on line one. Start with line one. Line right, one. So. Okay. Line one uh, is uh, Imani. Imani. Yes. All right. Good morning, Imani. Doctor Edwards, Pastor, how y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Well, when Doctor Edwards first got, well, I'm not saying I'm the first patient, but I was one of the first people to show up at his office to get this this result. And I'm gonna tell you what they're doing to you, Doctor Edwards. They do. See, they got all the leverage. They call it money. They all got this. Become a big farmer. The farmer and the interest company work together. They are parking at the Supreme Court level so we can reach the peak level. Our union car driver is getting some feedback. I can barely make out what you're saying. Uh, uh, it, is it yeah, he's cutting out. Like, yeah, I can barely make out what he's saying. If I, I might, I'll probably miss something. No, I'm saying okay, now, 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 you sound good now. Well, Doctor Edwards, I, I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks, but we see one thing. Well, our problem is we will not. Uh, we talk a lot, but we don't do nothing. We say we love God, but we don't love one another. When the first people came in your office was. I hope was one of me, and uh, we got we don't practice what we preach. The churches ain't doing nothing, and we your problem is 
they they you dealing with psychopaths, man. And you dealing with psychopaths, and I got a book by Dr. Wright called Psychopathic Personality. Everybody needs to read it. They're not gonna ever do right. They can't do right. They they they're not bred to be right. So I, I just want to let you know what you're up against. And the only way we're gonna do it, we gotta do it together. And the place that you talked about, New Cross Blue Shield, it's off a tollway and it's over in uh, the Plano. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, it's off a Plano. I used to work with the insurance company out there. I used to be a collector. I used to be a collector. I did it for years. That's why I, I don't work for nobody else. But that's what we got to do. We, but you can't do it by yourself, Dr. Edwards. I'm going to come over there, and, and, and that's one reason you hadn't seen me in a couple of weeks, because my insurance, they canceled my insurance. Not even canceled it, but they, they wouldn't pay you, and that's why I had to pay out of pocket. Uh, I have good insurance with Blue Cross Blue Shield. I have... I have the VA, I have a lot of insurance companies, but they, what they're doing, they, they're trying to keep you out of the marketplace, and they're trying to close you down, sir. And when we realize we're dealing with psychopaths, and we're not dealing with, uh, we made, we didn't kind of man, not mankind, okay? We're not dealing with normal people, that's why they don't want to teach critical race theory, because we that, but we are the counselor, and we're not going away, mister. And you're going to get ready for us because we at Power Nonics are studying you, and we know you are what you're doing. So, Dr. Evans, you're not by yourself. I'll talk to you later, but i got another book I'm reading by Art. Are you remember that? Yes. I read the book by uh, uh, Francis Wilson, Dr. Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I read her book. That's the problem. Uh, I've read her books. Yes. She died about three or four years ago. I sure hate that. Yeah. She died in 19, uh, 2016. And what she tells you, the bottom line, that's why Trump can get out there and say, let's make America white again. Because they know who the dominant people, the gene people are, and that's what they're really scared of. And that's why they're going to try to destroy it. And they have all the money. They have all the power, and we keep sending them to Washington, D.C., and they keep making laws against us. And the only way we're going to change this is love one another like we pretend we love God there. All righty. We thank you for your call. All right. Thank you for the line, 972-647-1893. Doc, you want to comment on that? Well, we, you know, we know that, you know, America has issues so far as, you know, uh, race and that kind of thing. Uh, what we need to do, though, we 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 need to apply the kind of pressure that we know we can, mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that they understand that people in Oak Cliff uh, deserve to have uh, health care just like they do in North Dallas and mm-hmm. more affluent areas. I think that we've got to. I think I don't think we can play with them. I think we've got to really, uh, you know, deal with them in a in a way to. Mm-hmm. That they can't just come and take our, you know, what, what we work for. You know, it, it took me two and a half years to put that together, and mm-hmm. it has worked out real good. We've, we've been able to do a lot, lot of things that oh, yeah. keep people out of the emergency room. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 want a, we want a coalition of people on, on one front saying, hey, it's right to pay the doctor. It's, you, they're not doing any other doctors like that, I can promise you. What? Maybe a few. Yeah. What about a lawsuit? Yeah, well, I, I, think, really good? I think we need it. 
I think we need to first, uh, you know, sit down and put together a strategy until they, until we can get, you know, uh, we can get what we want, you know, going. Because what, uh, what, you know, they're so big, man. They tied the, they tied the course for three, four, five, six years and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't think we really need to do that. I, you know, I've proven that we, you know, we, 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 we put in that good product and that kind of thing. So we need to make sure that we're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, back off of not paying us while they're paying other physicians as well. You know, so that's what we want to do is, 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 is make sure that they know that that's, that's not acceptable and that we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to pressure uh, because, it's, you, know, you know, if you work a guy out of you know, if he works, he ought to get paid. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, who do we have? All right. Yeah. Uh, we have Bill on uh, line three. All righty. Bring him. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Umar, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry you're having problems with, with Blue Cross Blue Shield paying you whatnot. You know, anything, anything we can do as a community to help you, you know, we, we, uh, as soon as you, you strategize and whatnot, let, let us know what we can do. If you want to, if you want to go down there and protest, whatever we need to do so you can get paid. This, this is travesty and it, it's racial. It's, it's all racial, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, we, we were touching, I'm glad you were touching base on this earlier, uh, uh, Pastor Barnett mm-hmm. about, uh, no representatives stand up, you know, to, to, to all this, this these Republican psychopaths, you know, that we have have the state legislature and whatnot, and and uh, governor governorship, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're they're true psychopaths, you know, I, I, that's what they are, and they're, they're racially motivated, and you know it, it it's almost you know we, we keep waiting, <laughs> I don't know what we're waiting for to, to, to protest uh, to get on our our straight representatives to. To stand up, you know, I, mm-hmm. I never hear anything from them. Never hear anything from them. No. You know, every time they, you know, the only thing I ever hear, read, or whatnot is what else have we lost? Just something else that we've lost. Well, we had you one know? scheduled for last Saturday. Didn't show and you heard from a state legislator. Yeah. And then didn't show up and didn't even excuse. No, they didn't call. They no, it never showed up. No. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you know they uh, we elect them for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what little what little representation we have down there, we need. They need to stand up. That's and if right. they need help standing up, we can help them. Yeah. But, you know, they're not standing up to anything. All we hear is 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 Hot Wheels doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And and we've almost lost everything, Pastor Barnett. Already, yeah. we've almost yeah. lost every all all the gains that 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 our ancestors made. You know, fifties, sixties, and and the sixties mm-hmm. are almost gone. Yeah. No, they're almost gone. Uh, they are eroding fast. It, yeah. it, it, it's you know, got a full steam ahead going down to you. Believe right. me. Mm-hmm. The, Republican, the Republican Party, they spend their whole time strategizing on what else yeah. to take away. Okay? Mm-hmm. What do our, uh, on the Democratic side, well, you know, they, how much time do they spend, you know, uh, strategizing themselves on how to avoid this or, or how to get the word out of what's going to come you know, mm-hmm. that's what's coming down the pike. We, we don't hear anything. We don't have him strategize about anything. No. You know, it's just, but, you know, it's almost too late. But, Dr. Patrick uh, uh, Marnett, uh, yes. I'm just going to get together with a doctor. And as soon as you, you find out or strategize what. Uh, we'll let you know. Okay? We'll, we'll let you Appreciate know. It. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank okay. You. Thank you. I close the line 972 647 1893. 
Uh, you have any comments, Doc? Yes. Uh, we have Beverly. Beverly? Beverly and uh, Lina, too. All righty. I bring Beverly on. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm good. You know what? My friend was just telling me about Blue Cross Blue Shield the other day. Isn't that the uh, insurance company that uh, insured our slaves back in the day? They insured our slaves? They insured the sla our slaves back in the day. That's well, that, that was, yeah, well, see, that if that's true, I've never read that, but if it's true, that was big money because a slave was very important and that's to a slave became, master. Very that's important. How we, that's how we became three-fifths of an animal, because you cannot insure another human being. This, this, come on, people, without their consent. Yeah. Ain't no all about history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doc, are uh, you there? I have, have we lost Doc Edwards? Hello, Doc? Yeah. Yeah, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, all right, we're, we're, all, all of our lines are jammed up here uh, now. Uh, you know what, Pastor? Uh -huh. You know what? I was listening to the Black News, Fox Black News this morning. And uh, California is filing for reparation on state and level, and federal level. Uh -huh. This is a problem. I think with them sending all our money over there, they know we're going to get paid. They don't want to, they want to go broke before they give us anything. But again, mm -hmm. this is our, oh, we, we need, you need to research that, sir. Don't, mm -hmm. don't fall down. You know what? I'm disabled. And um, back in the day when, um, uh, what's his name up here on Martin Luther King, the lady was trying to get his, uh, his doctor, Dr. Mason. I yeah. went to, I first started out going to one, mm -hmm. to uh, a, a white doctor. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a second opinion. So I came to Dr. Mason. When mm -hmm. I got to Dr. Mason, uh, he was telling me the same thing. So I said, I'd rather stay with my own. Because that's what I was uh, taught to do. Mm -hmm. And when I went to, to the insurance board, they told me if, if I didn't leave Dr. Mason, I wouldn't go have no case. I had to leave Dr. Mason. Wow, that's sad. Well, well have a good one, y'all. Dr. Everett, you've said many times on this program, one of the most racist professions in the world is medicine. That's you true. Say, you've said that many times on this station. Well, the, that document, you know, the uh, Dr. Bird, as you remember, uh, did a tremendous amount of work on on the racial uh, differences in uh, what this healthcare system has brought to us. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it there's there's no there's no lack of documentation to prove that. Oh, so yeah. oh, we've yeah. never had first class healthcare. Uh, they've always seen our. Uh, us individually as good for experimentation, mm -hmm. exploitation, mm -hmm. and teaching material. Okay, yeah. that's basically what they need us for. Okay, mm -hmm. so their do their doctors can train on us. So we, that there's no there's no lack of documentation that this is a uh, you know this is this is kind of how they roll. But we I think we I think we've got to you know I know I'm I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to pressure uh, you know. Maybe we can get with uh, the Congress people and see how, mm -hmm. you know, get a congressional inquiry so that they, 
they can actually start seeing the differentials themselves mm-hmm. on paper. They can do a congressional inquiry. Yeah. The the state representatives and so forth, the, the uh, uh, U.S. representative can do an inquiry and make them show who they are paying. I tell you who was paying. a big supporter of you was the, uh, Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. I, we need to call the lady that's in her that took her place and yeah. uh, get, get, get get the United States Congress involved in this. Yes. This, so this, this is big business here. When uh, you get a company like, you know, you have that you got up against. So I tell you what, we're completely out of time. And uh, all, all you callers are hanging on the line. I'm sorry, we can't go any further with uh, Dr. Edwards. We have... Uh, uh, Attorney Robinson coming up right behind you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Don. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Okay. Tell you what, we'll be back in just a moment, but we got to go to our number two, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like this? Here we go. All right, we're ready for our number two, and we're inviting you to be with us tomorrow morning, 9.30, on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr., Heavenly Joy Church. Uh, be with us tomorrow morning at 9.30. We have service. And, uh, we uh, have a good time. So be with us tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, 9.30. Marion Barnett Sr., Facebook. All right. All right, uh, well, Pierre, do we have the barrister there? Yes, he's on the line uh, three. Oh, he's on line three? Yeah. Well, bring him on. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you this morning? Fine. I I wanted to, uh, I, I did try to call you, I think, yesterday or the day before. Uh-huh. Um. But, uh, you know, this is your show. So whenever I come on, I always let you take the lead in terms of what direction you want to go in regarding my participation uh, in the show. Uh, I don't know if you had a specific area in mind uh, this morning or not. No, uh, I tell you what, really, who I read off is the general public because they're the ones who call you about uh, all these, uh, most of the situations are sort of hostile situations that they're in, and uh, they need professional help, and I'm not a lawyer, so I just depend on them and let you and them go, uh, go at it, have a conversation. Whatever the area that I wanted to address, mm-hmm. uh, based upon observation that I've had mm-hmm. over a period of time, and I, I wanted to uh, kind of go over it first so that the audience would be aware of what I'm uh, referencing. And, mm-hmm. and they, they call in because I'm sure that some of them have uh, experienced uh, some of this situation. But I, I, I will only do that if that's something that you want to do. No, go right ahead. You go ahead and take off. Go okay. right ahead. What, what, do you, what do you want you want to discuss with this? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to give me, uh, I'll need about five minutes to lay out this scenario. All right, lay it out. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm anxious to hear it. I want to know. Yeah. Well, well Red Barnett, the, the area that I'm talking about, I'm sure that you are aware that there mm-hmm. are persons out there and entities who call you unsolicited calls uh, regarding asking you whether you want to sell your property. I got I got I got a letter yesterday. Okay, they are asked. And that's uh, some of them. I question uh, their integrity. Now, mm-hmm. let me just say this: what they do, the ones that do the calling, and I, I guess they do the writing too, but mainly the calling. Uh, they will ask you whether you want to sell your property, and they'll have your address and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that if you want to, that they'll buy the property and they call themselves investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, I don't know whether they're individuals or a combination of individuals and certain organizations or entities. I'm sure the audience has experienced that. Now, on, on the mm-hmm. other side, there are persons that, you know, we always try to tell people that they check their, uh, to get a current copy of their deed of record for their property mm-hmm. and and make sure that their name is on it or see whose name is on it and mm-hmm. that determines who has legal title and interest in the property. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes some some people in the audience have done that and they find out that they rel- a relative's name is still on the deed of uh, record for their property. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what happened is they don't really have legal title or interest in the property. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for property to be sold, you have to have both legal title and interest, and you have to have marketable title. That's very important mm-hmm. that you have marketable title. Mm-hmm. And if you have legal title and interest and you have marketable title, then you are able to sign to sell your property because it's your property and you have a legal title or interest in it. Mm-hmm. Well, some of some persons out there, uh, their relatives are, are on the deed, and so they don't have legal title or legal interest or possible title. And in fact, the question of whether they have the ability to sell the property is based upon their chain of title, which might be, uh, if it went to a probate situation, an estate situation, mm-hmm. the chain of title would not be certain in regards to their ownership interest in the property. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, they they would need to go through probate in order to try to see if they can clear up, uh, determine, you know, the, the relative who may be deceased, uh, whether or not what the, uh, the impediments are for them getting legal title and marketable title. So, mm-hmm. but these entities, they do research and they check the clerks, apparently check the uh, clerk's office in the county where the property is located, and they uh, pull up the recorded deed. They see where a person is on there, but they don't have legal title, and they don't have marketable title. So what they do is they approach the person and try to get them to sign a contract to sell. Well, some of the people that are out there that, that are in this situation they want to sell the property. In fact, they feel that they should be entitled to sell. So they go along with these uh, entities and individuals who say that they are investors. 
and they present them with a contract to buy their property. And because these persons, uh, well, I say these persons, I'm saying these persons who, who, uh, the deed is in a relative's name or a person's name and not in their name, they signed the contract. Mm-hmm. And the alleged investor or entity say that they, they will, uh, they want to enforce the contract so they will sell the property. Well, come to find out when they do the research, the person doesn't have legal title or marketable title, and they go ahead and they try to, based upon the contract, uh, put it in a situation where the person will have to sell the property to them. Mm-hmm. And they call themselves tying the property up. Mm-hmm. And then when the, when the individual doesn't sell it to them, uh, for one reason or another, what they what they have done is apparently uh, filed some type of document which they call a memorandum of title on the title to the property to keep the person from selling it or investigating selling it to any other person other than them. Mm-hmm. And that creates a block on the title. And a number of people have experienced this. And because this so-called document, which is a memorandum of title, is filed on their, on their uh, title to their property, it creates a, a cloud on the title. And then they are, uh, become unable to try to clear it up and get it in a name because it's blocked. Now, the, 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 the question then is, is what happened? Well, a lot of times these so-called investors uh, they do this uh, whether or not they feel they have legal grounds or they say they have legal grounds mm-hmm. uh, but there's questionable whether they even have legal grounds to even file this so-called memorandum of title with mm-hmm. the intent of tying up the title so you can't sell the property to anyone else. Do so, we, and let me ask you something. Do we have counties that leans more towards a buyer than the one who owns the property or want to lean more toward the person that owns the property than the buyer? Uh, uh, do, do do these counties seem to, do we have counties that lean, lean in different directions? Well, there's counties that, are, that may be more sophisticated because, for instance, Dallas County and Tarrant County, they have a probate uh, court system. And a probate court system helps to probate the various estates of people that die, whether they die with a will or without a will. Mm-hmm. And so they're more sophisticated. <clears throat> some of the counties that do not have probate system, and some of them are a rural county, they go they go through their regular uh, court system. And because they go through their regular court system and not a probate court system, it, it, they become more, uh, how shall I say, uh, flexible to uh, to uh, certain situations where it comes to the distribution of mm-hmm. property upon a person's death. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's how in a lot of rural counties you'll find where there's property that is owned uh, by a number of persons and they have an undivided interest in the property. Uh, and you have situations where they, they have not actually gone through probate to the extent that they have in Dallas County and Tarrant County. 
Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, it makes it more vulnerable for certain types of uh, attacks by the uh, investors. But the investors are more appear to be more interested in urban type uh, properties because they want the one uh, the, uh, because of the market value, two because it doesn't have multiple persons that may be on it and that have undivided interest, mm-hmm. and they feel that they can get the property for under the the actual appraised value mm-hmm. uh, of the property, and then they they can make off like a bandit uh, if they're able to get it and actually sell the property. So they try to get the person to sign over whatever interest they feel that they have to them in exchange for, uh, or they promise in exchange for a certain amount of money. But the person really doesn't have the legal title or marketable title, and they try to arrange to put the legal title or marketable title on the person who actually they have uh, gotten to sign a contract. Well, now, do people that are, say, I'm just guessing, you tell me if I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I'm guessing. Would you have more problems where there are a lot of people, say a large family, trying to get, dealing with the inheritance uh, well, they, they're not an inheritance to see. I would have told people wrong years ago well, before you came on. Uh, they're, they're, they're not in the, they're not, they just don't automatically get property. And there's a lot of them. And then somebody else can come in that's not even in the family, can slip that property from under all of them. Do, uh, do you see a lot of that happening? I see a lot of attempts to do various things with with property that uh, is actually a state property. And uh-huh. the problem is that our audience needs to be sensitive and aware to the fact that when a person dies, their estate has to go through probate. Mm-hmm. They can't just automatically say, well, my grandmother died and left the property to my mother, and my mother died and left the property to me, and... And, and I'm a heir and all that. Mm-hmm. All that is not accurate. And that creates a vulnerability for them in terms of their ability to try and establish and realize any interest they feel they have mm-hmm. in the real property. So what has to happen is when a person dies, they need to meet, well, let's put it like this, they need to consult with a law, an attorney before mm-hmm. uh uh, well, you need to consult well, talk, uh, an attorney about your property mm-hmm. to make sure you have uh, legal title and marketable title to your property before you get in a situation where you may get sick and you may die and try to pass it on. Mm-hmm. And then the people who their relatives may have died don't just assume that because your mother died or your grandmother died that your, that your mother uh, or, or, or their daughter or whoever their descendants are automatically acquire the property. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get people through our, since we've been doing this since 2019, to become more sophisticated, and a lot of them have, and they have begun to check into situations that, that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. But the last, the last uh, I would say, especially since the uh, pandemic, 
there seems to be these investors that their activity has increased. And I'm telling you, they harass you. They'll just call you on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a device, I guess, that they can call and leave a message on your phone without, without you even answering the phone, saying that they're so-and-so and they, they want to uh, see if you the owner of X property and, and they, they or want to purchase the property. Well, they, some of them are trying to set you up, and you have to be a keen, a keenly aware of that. Are these the same people uh, that you get those cards from saying, I sure like your house. I want to, you know, uh, those of us in Oak Cliff, get the, I, I get those cards almost every day. I sure like your house. I, sometimes I get angry, so angry, I call them back and tell I like it too and hang up on them. So yeah. uh, are, do these people bear watching? Oh yeah, they target Oak Cliff and they target South Dallas, and they mm-hmm. and and because those are properties in which the ownership, uh, the person who may be occupying the property, mm-hmm. uh, the question as to uh, what 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 their legal title is in, in the property, mm-hmm. and that's what we have found out since, since we've been doing this program that people. Uh, we advise them to follow certain procedures, mm-hmm. and the ones that have, they have, they have discovered uh, what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. And we have been able, when I say we, I'm talking about our law firm has been able to assist a lot of people uh-huh. trying to clear up their title to the property, so they are in a position to sell. And we let them know when they when they can qualify to be an heir, and 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 what interest that they may have. In the property, that's why we require people or everybody go and get a current copy of your deed of record of the property in the county where the property is located. Mm-hmm. And Oak Cliff, South Dallas, a high target where these yes. people, so-called investors, try to take advantage of. I mean, uh, and I know several people get those postcards, uh, sometime a letter, whatever. Get them daily. There. Exactly. What is it in Oak Cliff and South Dallas? These people want what? What are they? Why do they want Oak Cliff and South Dallas so bad? Because the property values have substantially increased in, in Oak Cliff and South Dallas, and the ownership or legal interest in the property based upon the uh, lack of of, uh, of the state or probate, they are vulnerable. They are very vulnerable, and and the people, the persons who are alleged descendants or descendants of the deceased person, they may want to try to sell the property and get the proceeds out. Mm-hmm. And so, when these investors come along and say, "Well, we, you know, we can help uh, do that," then they go ahead and sign a contract. They don't have it reviewed by anyone, mm-hmm. uh, and then then they are pretty much. Up and the per- and the entity tries to put the legal title or marketable title in, in the person who signed the contract. Yeah, and we're up against a short break, and those yeah. who are holding, I'm, I'm going to take calls in this next segment. You and the elders can reach me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. 
We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and you're on with uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. You can reach us seven nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do you have, Pierre? So we have a uh, Randy on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. How y'all doing? Fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank God. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a little suggestion for those who don't like being involved in the banking system and the legal system as much as possible. My dad left this property that I have to me. And I have, mm -hmm. uh, had, at that time, had a brother and a sister. But what happened was, instead of putting it in a will and waiting for it to go through probate, my dad and I, before he passed away, made the property exchange. So we didn't have to pay all that money to the probate, two, three thousand dollars to file it with the court. He sold it to me for ten bucks. It's already paid off. I went down, I paid the twenty something bucks to register it with the county. Bam, I'm done for less than a hundred bucks. Now there were a few items that was in his will that were basically personal items or cars or guns or whatever. But a lot of times we ended up arguing over those stupid things. So what my suggestion is If you don't want to have to deal with the legal system so much and your cousin or your brother and sister giving you a hard time, the things that the parent, this is actually probably more to the parents than the people receiving it, the person that's passing away. Get that taken care of, the exchange, go ahead and do it before you pass away because then on your deathbed, you know that your siblings or your uh, kids are not going to be arguing over something after you pass away. It's already going to be taken care of, and you'll be able to close your eyes with confidence that the person got the property you wanted to, this person got the dining room table, or whatever. Uh, so my suggestion is, I know you're supposed to do a will and stuff, and it is a good idea, but my suggestion is, and it worked out great for my family at this instance, uh, take care of the exchange before you pass away. Okay. I'll talk to y'all later. All righty. You want to you want to comment on that, uh, Attorney Robinson? Well, uh, yes. I, the comment is, I, I mean, he's correct if you can do that. But sometimes the parent who is talking about doing the exchange, there's a problem with their title uh, because they got it from from their parents. Mm -hmm. And like they say, when when someone says a person died and left the property to them. You know, the first thing that I would always ask, well, how did they leave the property to you? So the way Randy is 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 explaining it is fine as long as his dad had good uh, legal marketable title to the property. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that person who he's talking about, they their, their interest is something that has to be confirmed and verified to make sure that they have the legal ability to transfer it to their mm -hmm. to their descendant. In other words, those who would be willing the property, they got to have proof they own it, right? Oh, yeah. You have to, that's why you got to consult with an attorney to, make, to find out who is actually has uh, uh, confirmed uh, title and interest in the property mm -hmm. uh, that's on record in the county where the property is located. All right. Good. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, 
Steven. Steven. Steven on line four. All righty. Good morning, Stephen. You're on with Attorney Hello. Robinson. Hello? Yes, go right ahead. Yes, I want to ask you something, Doc. I mean, uh, Dr. Bonnet. Yes. Uh, what happened to the hospital on Martin Luther King? The woman's woman opened the hospital. Well, that, that kind of faded away. Yeah, but you got a lot of millions from the city. Got what? A lot of million dollars from the city. You know, she had to raise so much money. She got a million from the city? Say what? She got a million from the city? Yeah, that's what she said. But she needed a couple more million to open the hospital up. Well, I, I don't know. I really don't. All right, now, Mike, one more question. I'm going to let you go back. Well, we are on with Attorney Robinson this morning. We was not on this. I'm going to ask him a question, though. All right, go right ahead. Ask him a question. All right. I want to ask how they can steal a house now like they're stealing a car. They can steal a house because they can steal a car. Say that again. They can steal a house like they can steal a car. Who can steal a house? Yeah, they can steal a house. I'm not understanding what you're saying. Are you saying that somebody stole the house? They've been stealing the house, uh, uh, Barrister. They've been doing it. Who? who, uh, Oh, I I want to make sure I'm clear. Who's been stealing the house? Yeah, they get that duplicate of the beach, and they go get through the house. One went on vacation and came back, and the people's already in the house. Said they own the house. Well, well, now each case is different. So when you say they've been stealing the house, I, I, that's what I'm trying to get clarification. Every case is different. A lot of times people are in property that they, they don't have legal title interest in, but they say or they feel that they do, and then they find out subsequently that they don't. So, you know, each case is different. So. She went on vacation, called to the old on the island over for a month. Come back, the people set up the house, get her funds and everything. That meant about a year or so ago. But anyway, I thank you for your answer, okay? Uh, okay. All right. All right, thank you. That closes the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have next, Pierre? Uh, Carol is on the line one. Carol? Carol. All Carol. right. Bring him on. Good morning, Taro. Hello, Taro. I thought it was a woman. Carol. Oh, Carol. Oh, he said Carol. Okay, go right in. Go, uh, go right in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. All right, my question is this. I have a big relative that just didn't leave a will, just kind of left stuff out there in limbo. So this is, a, this is the issue now. All of his bills are like um, automatically being paid through his checking account. But he's got bills coming in. And so I want to know this. Do I have the right to, because I've pretty much been making sure all his bills were being paid, but like he's got hospital bills that have to be paid. Do I have the right to pay those bills from his checking account uh, just leave it alone. I don't want to get myself into any kind of trouble. Who is this person? Who is, is this somebody that died? No, he's not deceased, but he's just not able to. Like I've been 
pretty much taken care of him for a long time. And uh, But he's got some bills that are coming in that I would actually have to go in, you know, over the phone and maybe pay the bills through his account. I have the information. And although I have not been given that authorization, but I have been doing it all along. And so right now, these are pretty hefty bills. He's got the money. Uh, but I just don't want to go in there and make that decision because I do not have legal authorization to do that. Although I've been making sure why he was a pretty much sound mind to give me authorization. Can I do this? You want me to pay this? You want me to pay that? He'll say, yeah. And then I'll just have it automatically drafted from his account. And do I, can I, am I still able to do this? Uh, uh, just leave it alone. I mean, he's got children. If but you don't have legal authorization not, and you're aware okay. of all you questions as to your authorization, you should not do it. What you should do is come, uh, come talk with uh, an attorney. Excuse me, I'm sorry. To, so you can get an idea what kind of uh, legal basis you may have or what kind of legal basis you need to have in order to do it. And, and But if you don't have the legal therapy, don't do it. Because if something happens okay. then, then his, his relatives, you know, they, they, they may try to come after you and say you were taking money out of his account without authorization and all that kind of stuff. But you always should consult with the attorney. So you could put yourself on on sound legal footing in terms of if you're trying to to help someone who may be disabled or sick or something and uh, uh, you may not even have power attorney or you can't get power attorney or the power attorney needs to be reviewed and all that. You need to consult with the attorney so you make sure that you are on sound legal ground uh, for you to do certain things and there's certain things you cannot do until you get on sound legal ground. Don't leave yourself open like Right. Okay. And I, I understand. I just wanted to get, you know, um, legitimate confirmation on this because, like I said, I've been doing it all along, but I'm questioning myself. You know, I can listen to your show and see how for ways I can get myself in trouble. But, uh, but I just, so you're telling me at this point, letters, although I'm not using the money for myself, it's, it's his money paying his bills. You see what I mean? Oh, no, I understand, but you don't have authority, legal authority, to use his money to pay his bill. That's the problem. Okay. Bottom line. Okay, good deal. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let me ask you, uh, Attorney Robinson, uh, oh, is she got, you know, what do you call that? Uh, when you get the uh, power of attorney over him, uh, because she, she could do that then, right? Well, the power attorney needs to be reviewed, okay, to make sure that it, the, the power attorney is on solid ground. Because if a per person has to have legal capacity in order to execute a power attorney, and, yeah. and depending on the condition of the person, he or she may not be in a position where they have, uh, have the capacity to even enter into a power attorney. So mm -hmm. the power attorney needs to be reviewed, and the whole entire, whole entire, the entire situation needs to be reviewed so we make sure that she is on sound legal footing if she's going to do something like that. But, you know, the, for her to do what she's doing is uh, is not good at all. So yeah. I, 
Let me go ahead and give my number now right now. Yeah, go start giving it out, yeah. <laughs> okay. But mm-hmm. uh my number, uh our number is two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three zero three. Two one four nine four one zero seven one seven extension three zero three. That's the law firm of Robinson. you something here. Uh, if property is left by parents, the the last parent to die, they most people do black people usually put the oldest boy in charge of things? Uh, how when you put how, how does that, how does that work? Well, I haven't heard of that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they 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 imitate the Bible on that. Financial position and in terms of their overall asset. 
and they have to develop a uh, a state plan and state strategy for their assets, even including the property that they may have inherited mm-hmm. from one by a relative. Mm-hmm. But the inheritance has to be one that goes through probate court. You don't inherit property just because you're somebody's daughter or son or wife or spouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. It has to go through probate. You cannot inherit property or asset of another unless you go through probate. Now, people cannot, you know, I, I, it, 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 sometimes it's frustrating because the, the people will try to do it and they get themselves in more difficulty. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when they begin to have more problems and that's how some of these these uh investors on on property that's how they begin to take advantage mm-hmm. so i mean we try we have we have done a lot Brent barnett over the five years since i've been doing this with you mm-hmm. we have done a lot to to uh cause people to think and to be more proactive in terms of how they assess their wealth how they assess their state and their state plan and strategy, and I and that that's owed to you. You the one that 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 that, brought, that decided to go along that line and and well, so you provide their information, and I'm I'm so glad to hear that uh, people are taking advantage of this information you're giving out, and uh, because down through years, ever since I was a kid, I've been. He and so's cousin so and so got property. This, these people got property. People in our community, when black folks, for the most part, didn't have anything, had property that they could have really made money off of, but they was giving their property away because he we would come in with a pillow full of pillowcase full of money and dump it on the kitchen table or a dining room table and said, it's yours if you just sign this. Uh, I've been saying that since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad people are now be, be becoming more cognizant of really what they really have. They Some people is sitting on a treasure and letting right. it go. So I'm glad people listening and taking advantage of this information. I tell you, we'll take calls. I'll start taking some more calls when I come back. And we're up against a short break. And they can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. All right, we're back. And you're on... With attorney Malcolm Robinson, uh, who do we have? This who we have now? Uh, we have a first-time caller on uh, line uh, one. All right, first-time caller, go right ahead. Hello, Doctor Barnett and Malcolm Robinson, the attorney Malcolm Robinson. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. uh, want to say, Mister Robinson has been a jewel to this radio show and telling us how we should conduct our business and I just have to appreciate him over the years that he's been beating this dead horse but now the horse is alive mm-hmm. and we have to appreciate him letting us know how we should take care of our business because the land that we do own in Oak Cliff that it, it's up for grabs and people don't have the right documentations 
in place, and I just have to say kudos to first Dr. Barnett for having uh, the forethought to have Mr. Robinson uh, come on and sound the alarm. And yeah. it's very instrumental to our communities. And you're talking about a think tank. The think tank is on church information and open forum. This is it right here. And mm-hmm. I, I have to be in uh, agreement with everything that Mr. Robinson is saying, and I just appreciate him. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's something. It's something. Uh, I I would probably put it put it in the hundreds of millions of dollars or more, or billion, to how much money we've messed off by not knowing the legal ramifications of uh, when it comes to uh, property after a death or something like that. Would you not say that? Well. Uh well, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, let me put it like this, Red Barnett. It's a lot of assets that people have, black people have, that they didn't have access to before. And what we try to do is is to clear up as much disinformation as we can. Mm-hmm. And when it, the, the caller said, sound the alarm. We, are, we have been sounding the alarm, and people have begun to listen. And they begun to call, and they and they are asking the right questions, and they are demanding the right information, and we mm-hmm. try to respond to that. And we have been able to help some people get through uh, the situations regarding their estate, and also the estate of their relatives. And we trying to get more people to just recognize that you know, to the extent that you need to consult with an attorney, you definitely mm-hmm. need to do it. Black people have blended families. Let me just say that, too. Because, you know, we hear the, the concept of blended families. Where blended families is where one person has children by another relationship or other relationship or another marriage, and another person has children by a separate or different uh, marriage or relationship. And they marry, and, I, and now their family is blended. And so that the extent that one of them become deceased or they have assets in their estate, that has to be taken into consideration because you have biological children of one parent and biolog- a different biological children of another parent. And so mm-hmm. it, when you when you definitely need to consult with attorneys. I mean, I can't stress more the issue about consulting with attorneys regarding your assets that you own or you are entitled to so that you can categorize them. You can get an idea of what rights and obligations you may have, and we can kind of lay out a, an estate plan or strategy for you that was going to be beneficial for you. So mm-hmm. that's what we try to accomplish in, in, in this overall effort. And Rev. Barnett is the one that the Lord tapped on his shoulder and told him to do this, and he did. Oh, yeah. uh- I stumbled upon you. <laughs> I really did. Uh, uh, I had heard of you over the years, but uh, uh, you'd call in and you was calling in giving information, uh, things about people that we had heard about, you know. See, growing up, I, 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 I remember so many people that they, they are, 
parents or grandparents. Right. And uh, had property down in the country, down property, or had property down. And these hymns was pretty good size acreages. I'm talking about sometimes 40, 80 acres and stuff like that. I right. mean, large, large sums of property. Right. But they ended up didn't get a, not getting a penny for it. Right. Just gave it away. And, it's, and the family just scattered. Uh, they disagreed on this and on that. Uh, do you have to counsel? How do you counsel a family that everybody's disagreeing on what should be done with that with that property? Well, we, the way we do is we counsel, first we counsel the person or persons who con, uh, did the initial contact with us. With mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But they are the ones that we are considering as the real client. Yes. Yeah. And so we have to look at it. They don't want to convey to us what the factual situation is. And we have to look at it from their point of view. And they are the one that has to have, uh, can make the decision to whether or not they want to retain us to advise them mm-hmm. uh, regarding their assets or, or anything that they may have access to. And we try and do that. And then that, that brings the others in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you get into all kind of different situations. Yeah, you know, family situations or alleged family situations. Mm-hmm. And so we try to clarify that so everybody knows exactly where they are, what they may have access to, what they may have legal title interest in, and how certain things may be able to be cleared up and the process to do that. Both mm-hmm. when they live in uh, and when they pass on. And the situation when you have someone who is disabled and and, and lack capacity, it's important that we discuss that. And it, that's when you get into guardianship and mm-hmm. all that. And uh, those are processes that a lot of African Americans, uh, I believe, are as, as familiar with in terms of guardianship of persons who have assets that may be relatives of theirs. So we, get, we go over the guardianship, whether it's a guardianship regarding an adult, legal guardianship being set up, or a guardianship regarding a minor. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, we, we, we mm-hmm. uh, take time to make sure that we go over uh, things with people. But I would say this, Reverend Barnett, that the people that call in and say that they have listened to the show, either they listen to the show, uh, some of them listen every, they listen now, write their little notes down. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, uh, or they they were advised by somebody who listened to the show. And so the word has spread, and I am so thankful for that. And I'm thankful I'm able mm-hmm. to do it now. As, you know, I'm older. I got over 47 years of experience in the law. Uh, I don't have the way uh, mm-hmm. our practice is set up. You know, we don't have the same same type situation, and we focus on this. So that's, this is very helpful and beneficial to those who may have have problems. But, you know, at my age, you know, especially since the pandemic, you know, I, I am able to really uh, spend time to talk to people and go over and I'll try to understand their situation because everybody don't come with the same degree of mm-hmm. education or sophistication in regards to certain things. So you really have to spend a little extra time so you can understand exactly what their situation is. Mm-hmm. In a 
position where I'm able to, to do that. And me and my uh, law partner, we we focused on on getting that done. Uh-huh. And in fact, you know, she'll indicate to persons who call in, well, you, you need to talk to Attorney uh, Robinson so he can go over what your situation is so we can decide how we're going to proceed with it. So, I, I still have people that meet me and say, how come y'all don't give out that number? Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it is. Sometimes some programs, I know we, we give it out three or four times. And they still said they didn't hear it. i tell you what, let me go and take these calls. Let me come up. We're go, going back to our phone line. Just, let me go and take the call. I just want a few things I want you to ask you. All righty. Uh, who do we have here? All right. We have a Roy on the line one. Roy? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Roy. Roy, this is not Roy. This is Juan. Juan? Okay, I'm sorry. All right, good morning, Juan. Counselor, uh, topic? Yes, you're on the air, sir. Just go go ahead and go ask your question, sir. um, Yes, sir, my question is, belated birth deed, going back to your state planning and state strategies, uh, uh, strategy. Could you explain to your to our audience what the Lady Bird deed is and how it compares to probate? Well, let me just say this: a Lady Bird deed is a deed that a person, with, uh, regarding their real property, they assign a, a document as a Lady Bird deed to transfer their property upon death, and it, it's the and it doesn't have to go, they try to avoid probate by doing it. The problem is, and it's a big problem, that that should be part of your overall estate plan and estate tra- uh, uh, strategy. You shouldn't just use a device like a ladybird deed to try and, and effectuate to transfer your property upon your death. That's not part of your overall estate plan and strategy, because otherwise they will backfire. It may backfire on you or on the person who you're trying to transfer the property to. So you effectuate the, the transfer on uh, while you're living. I mean, you, you, you institute transfer while you're living takes effect upon your death. And and thereby, uh, the, the ultimate effect is to try to avoid probate. Mm-hmm. And people should not be afraid of probate. And they call that the Ladybird deed. Ladybird, oh. yes, sir. Yeah. Did that come from Ladybird Johnson or something or what? Now that part I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I never that's heard correct. of it before. But the Ladybird deed. Ah, oh, yes, I tell you what, I'm fixing to get up and get out of here, and uh, workers' weed is coming, and. Uh, Y'all stay tuned to all the good programming on K-N-O-N. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. But I got to run this morning. All righty? Okay. Thank you, uh, Attorney Robinson. Thank you. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the money, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it with the